0: All right. I hope you feel rested today. You got an extra hour of sleep last night. I told our team this morning. I said energy shouldn't be a problem. So do me a favor. Don't let me down. I appreciate it. Uh, I I don't know about you, but I feel like I got an extra hour of sleep and I feel awesome. So um, that means I'm going to preach really good. That's what that means. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, that's up to somebody completely different than I am. So um I'm excited this morning to talk about a new series, to do a new series uh, that we're calling uh, The River of Grace. And uh, you know, uh, last week I told you about this series and uh, I told you that I was kind of, I was kind of preparing uh, for the next series and I was, I was studying and I was thinking, I was praying and I was asking God to give me something. And um, by the way, if, if you're new to church, um, we sound crazy at times, like like I say things like I felt God tell me, right? You're like, this guy hears from God. Like, he did he did it? Audi- did he do it audibly? Like, did he actually hear a voice, or like, what what was that? What was that like? Some of you are, are th- sitting there going, I wish I knew what it was like for God to speak to me, and I, I hope. That if that's you, that you stick around long enough and you'll learn how to have God speak to you. And I hope to show you that and teach you that. Because I do think that it can be taught. But I felt like the Spirit of God said to me, grace is a river. And I, I really started um, digging into that this last week as I began preparing for a series that we're calling Grace is a River and let me tell you what I found. Grace is a stinking river. It, it like it's insane the parallels that that the 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 God's word uses when it comes to nature. You know how how easy God makes it for us to talk about Him? He makes rivers that are just like His grace. So that. When we're fly fishing, it's one of my favorite things to do. I'm not very good at it. I'm, kind of, I'm a noob when it comes to fly fishing, but I love to do it. And we can be in the river and we can talk about how the river that we're standing in is just like the grace that God gives us. He calls, in Isaiah, he calls our, our righteousness an oak tree <laughs> so that when we're driving down the road and we see this, or more like when we're running on the pavement and we see this stupid acorn that we just tripped over, it reminds us that that acorn will someday become an oak tree if it's planted. And our righteousness, the righteousness of God, is like an oak tree that, that grows in our lives. And when it comes to nature and it comes to the truth of God's word, I'm telling you, it's so incredible when you open God's word, you read it and you look at it and you dive into it and you really begin to discover that grace is a river. Righteousness is an oak tree. And it's a lot easier to talk about than you think it is. And so this morning, we're beginning a series that we're calling Grace is a River. This didn't just begin with God God's Spirit speaking to me, saying grace is a river, this began in a conversation with my counselor. Every week, I see a biblical counselor to talk about about my life, but to talk about God's word, and it is, listen, Sunday is my favorite day of the week, because I get to spend it with you, but Wednesday is my second favorite day of the week, because I get to spend it with my friend, Mark, that's my counselor, and my friend, Brian, that that, that disciples me and, and, and helps me along the way. And we talk about God's word. I hope that you love Sundays because we talk about God's word. And then at the refuge, we do these things called small groups that we encourage you to, to go to so that you can talk about the message that we talk about today. We call our our... Small groups, Big Idea 2.0, because we want to carry on the conversation of God's word. We want to help you carry on the conversation of God's word in your life. It's easier than you think it is. And so today we're going to talk about stepping into the river of grace and what that looks like. And so the whole conversation started with, with a t- some time with my counselor when he showed me something in scripture that I absolutely cannot wait to share with you. And I promise you, I'm going to share it with you today, but I'm not going to share it with you right now so that you don't fall asleep. Just so you know. Just so you know. Hopefully, you're excited to hear what Mark shared with me. Today, we're talking about stepping into the river of grace. Next week, we're doing child dedications. Um, So, we're a non denominational Protestant church. And. uh, Because of that, well, not just because of that, but um, we don't practice uh, sprinkling babies. We don't baptize babies, uh, but we do dedicate them to to the Lord. And so next week we're doing, uh, I think it's only the second ever child dedication that we've done. And um, I want you to know it's gonna be so special. The things that God has shown me in his word when it comes to immersing ourselves in the river of grace are absolutely just I I believe they're next level things. And and we have to, as parents, we have to learn how to immerse our kids in the grace of God. That's what baptism is. It's immersing our kids or immersing ourselves into new identity of Jesus. And so we're gonna talk, we're not doing baptisms next week, but we're and we're and we don't do infant baptisms But we're doing child dedications, which are very similar to baptisms. And so we're talking about, we're talking about um, immersing ourselves in the river of grace. I'm so excited. I'm going to give you a, a, I didn't plan on saying this. Our next baptism service, I I can't, I'm telling you, the last one that we did was insane. We baptized 13 people. But. I want to start promoting our next one, because the next one is going to be on New Year's Day. Come on. New Year's Day is on Sunday this year. And so if you've never been baptized, you've never immersed yourself in water baptism, how about getting 2023 started off in a new life? Sometimes God writes the story for us. Week three, we're going to talk about whitewater grace. The times in our lives where we need a little extra grace. And then week four, we're going to talk about um, the river of healing. And I cannot wait for what God has in store for this. So if you want to turn in your Bibles to John chapter 7. John chapter 7. Uh, you can follow along on the, on the uh, screens uh, or in the Version Bible app on your cell phone. Um, the number one downloaded Bible app in the world is the Version app, and uh, you can find uh, our notes uh, if you follow along the, the prompt on the screen. Um, before we jump into God's Word, I always like to start by asking God to speak to our hearts. Can we do that? Let's pray. Father, um, for the next 30, 40 minutes, we're going to be looking at your word. And God, I ask that you would speak to our hearts. Father, I pray that your words would be louder than my words. Father, that whatever each person needs to hear, God, that you would say it and that they would listen, that they would hear from you today. And as they walk out this room, I pray that they would go, oh, that's how God speaks to us. We love you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. John 7, 37 through 38 says this. You can read along with me on the screen. It says, on the last day, the climax of the festival. What's going on here is there's a festival, a Jewish festival. So um, the, the Jewish people are, are God's chosen people, the Hebrews, and they have festivals throughout the year. This is the very last festival of the year known as the Feast of Tabernacles. In the Feast of Tabernacles, what they do, it's it's the, the, the feast or the, the uh, festival where they are dedicating, they celebrate the dedication of Solomon's temple in the Old Testament. And so this is where they're dedicating the temple to God. That's what the festival is. And so at the, at the climax, at, at the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowd, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink, for the scriptures declare rivers of living water flow from his heart. Rivers of living water flow from his heart. This passage will be the focus passage for our entire series, Grace is a river. When I was studying this, this passage this this week, I, I got wrapped up into this, this phrase: rivers of living water will flow from his heart. And I kept asking myself, who is his? Who, who is the his that it's talking about? Rivers of, of water will flow from his heart. Who is the his that he's talking about? And is it, is it from Jesus' heart? Or is it from whoever drinks from the living water? Because I think it's important to know what I concluded was it wasn't either or, but it was both and. That rivers of water, listen to this, rivers of water, living water, flow from Jesus' heart. And when we drink the living water from Jesus, living water then flows out of our hearts. And so as we step into the river of grace, living water doesn't just flow to us, but it also flows through us. It always flows through us. And that brings me to today's big idea. If I had one thing I wanted to communicate to you today, it's this one thing. We step into the river of grace when we receive Jesus as our Savior and our King. We step into the river of grace when we, when we receive Jesus as our Savior and our King. I was telling our 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 group that we that I pray with every Saturday morning. Yesterday, every Saturday morning at nine a.m. we have we have Saturday morning prayer, where we pray for today. We've prayed for every person that's in this room today, every chair that you sit in. We've prayed for, because we believe that God wants wants to communicate something to you. And as I was talking to them, I was talking about how my conviction is that churches around the United States have gotten so used to preaching to people that don't know Jesus, that people do know Jesus. All they ever hear about is how to get to know Jesus. And this morning, our, our big idea is stepping into the river of grace begins by, by making Jesus our Savior and our King However, the river of grace isn't just for the people that just step into it. The river of grace throws in, flows in us and through us. And the, th- the I'm gonna I'm gonna give you six ways that grace is a river today. And what I believe is, I believe that this message is not just for the person that doesn't know Jesus. I told you at the beginning that our goal this morning is to get everyone one step closer to Jesus. If you've been in church for 40 years or you've been to church, tr- this is the first time ever in a church. We wanna help you get one step closer to him, understanding who he is. And so this morning, we pray that, that God speaks through his word. And so the first thing that I want you to see about the river of grace is this. Rivers flow from the top down. The river of grace flows from the top down. Let me show you in scripture, John chapter three, verse 13. This is Jesus speaking. And he says this, no one has ever gone To heaven and returned. But the Son of Man has come down from heaven. Where did the Son of Man come down from? Heaven. He came down from heaven. Jesus came down from heaven. Why would he leave heaven to come to this place? I have no idea. I do actually have an idea. I'm looking at him. I, every time I look in the mirror, I look at him. I'm the reason Jesus left heaven to come to earth. But this is so, so powerful that Jesus left heaven to come to earth. You Remember how I, I told you this whole series started with, a, with, with inspiration from my biblical counselor? I want to show you the inspiration he gave me. Look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, and read this verse with me. Even before he made the world, God loved us and, cho- and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. Even before he made the world, God chose us. To be in Christ, who was before the world. And so, if Christ was before the world, Christ is eternal. He always has existed from the very beginning to the very end. He's always existed. Oftentimes, when we step into the river of grace, we think that we have an eternal future. When we receive Jesus, we think, oh, I'm going to heaven now. My future has changed. But I want you to know today that it's not just your future that changes. It's also your past. Eternal life is an eternal past and an eternal future. And the reason we can say that is because Jesus had an eternal past before he came to earth. And when we receive him, we also also receive an eternal past as well as an eternal future. I've got really good news for you. Your past, when you receive Jesus, is wiped away. Completely wiped away. Some of you are carrying things along the road of life, dragging it with you. Sins that you committed in the past. But the Bible teaches <laughs> that we're dead in our sins. Our sins are forgiven. And so you, what you end up dragging is you drag an old corpse with you. If you hold on to the sin of your past, you're just dragging around a dead corpse. Because it's dead. It's dead. You're forgiven. You're you're new. Man, this is a lot better news than you guys look right now. If you could see your faces, you'd be like, I said you have an eternal past. It's gone. Thank you. Number two, the second thing about The river of grace I want you to see this morning is the river of grace flows deep and wide, shallow and skinny. Deep and wide, shallow and skinny. This is why we can say, get you one step closer to Jesus. Because we know for some of you this morning, you need to jump into the shallow end. You need to walk your way out. You guys thought deep and wide was just a song you sang in children's church to keep you occupied. I remember growing up, I went to a church called Emmanuel Baptist Church, and I remember, I vividly remember standing up. All right, kids, stand to your feet. We're going to sing deep and wide, and we sang it, deep and wide, deep and wide. There's a fountain flowing deep and wide. Anybody else go to a children's church? Come on. And then you go, hmm, and why hmm, and why. All right, and so we'd sing it as fast as we could. And whoever sang it the fastest got a blow pop. Some of you guys are like, ooh, a blow pop. (laughs) Like you haven't had enough Halloween candy lately. But the truth of that song is so rich. Because no matter where you are this morning, you can step into the river of grace. Some of you need to jump in cannonball style. And just fully immerse yourself in God's grace. Some of you just need to tiptoe in. Some of you are here this morning because you got a little toe in the water. Hopefully it's your big toe. But you got a little toe in the water. Trying to feel it out. Not really sure if you really want to step in or not. One step closer to Jesus. The river of grace Is deep and wide. Let me show you in scripture, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 18 says, And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. The Apostle Paul understood that grace is. A river. You want to know what's so great about deep and wide waters? It doesn't matter how good of a swimmer you are. You can jump in at any time. Now, real quick, I want to before I give you number three, I wanna I want to make sure you understand what the word grace means. A lot of times we say that there's There's grace, God gives us grace, and God gives us mercy. And I think the two help us understand, like we can understand both of them. Grace is that God gives us what we do not deserve. God gives you an eternal past that you don't deserve that past, but he's grace. He's he's full of grace. Therefore, he can give you a, a past. However, mercy is different because mercy is that God does give us what we do not deserve. Mercy is when he, I'm sorry, God doesn't give us what we do deserve. God, mercy is God does not give us what we do deserve. You see, we deserve death for our past, for what we've done. But God gives us what we don't deserve by giving us life. And that's all grace means. So number three. The third thing about the river of grace this morning is the the river of grace flows with fresh water. Fresh water. Did you know that all rivers are made of fresh water? You know why they're made of fresh water? Because all rivers have less than 1% of salt in them. Let me show you in scripture. Lamentations chapter three, verse 22 through 23 says, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercy never ceases. Great is his faithfulness. His mercy begins each morning, begins afresh each morning. God's grace is always fresh. That's why every single morning I have to seek God's grace. Because when someone cuts me off in traffic later that day, I'm going to want to flip them something. Right? Am I am I am I wrong? I'm gonna want to do something that I'm really not gonna. I'm, I'm really gonna regret. The only way that I can not flip them something that they deserve. The only way I can not do that is if I make sure that I receive fresh grace that morning. You know, when I look at the world today, I don't see a lot of fresh grace. I don't see any grace, actually. I see people that struggle to give others a second chance. I see people that struggle to give fresh grace. Christians struggle to forgive when we've been forgiven. We have to learn grace is fresh every single day. The fourth thing about the river of grace and rivers that I want to share with you. I, I absolutely love this point. The river of grace creates a new path. The river of grace creates a new path do you know have you ever heard the word meander um i always remember like going retail shopping with my parents growing up sir can i help you find anything uh we're just meandering was it just my parents anybody else ever now i'm i'm 42 years old and i'm going they're going sir can we help you i'm just meandering the progressive commercials you're becoming like your parents we can't keep you from becoming like your parents just meandering you know what meander means meander is actually a river term a meander is the bend in the river it's 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 the bend in fact if you look at the the well here's the this is a picture of the colorado river it's got a lot of meanders in it a lot of different twists and turns because there's not there's no such thing as a straight river they all got meanders in them and you know what's amazing about meanders is that you know what causes that what, what causes that are two words. There's one, one word is erosion. It's when the, when the bank, the river bank it, when it erodes, or also deposition, meaning to make fall. It, it falls down, and it causes the, the underneath the, the surface to, to create a new path for the river. You know why that takes place? Because of the amount of pressure from the flowing of the river. There are times in our lives when we need more grace. And every single time we need more grace, you know what's created? A new path. Grace always creates a new path. Let me show you in Scripture. Titus chapter verse 11 and 12 says for the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation for all people training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled upright and godly lives in this present age Do you want to know how you overcome sin in your life? Sin that you don't want to do? That one thing that you know you shouldn't do because you know it separates you from God and you can't, you shouldn't do it? Do you want to know how you stop doing it? G R A C E. Grace is the thing that leads to a new path, not the law. Not, not following the rules. The Bible teaches that following the rules never saves you. Following the rules might make you feel better about yourself, but it's not going to save you. The only thing that saves us is receiving the blood of Jesus that gives us what we do not deserve, forgiveness, mercy, Grace. Romans chapter 6 verse 14 puts it like this. For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under the law. But what are you under? What was it? You're under grace. I hope this morning you leave here saying, God really loves me. And it's not based on what you do. It's simply based on you stepping into the river. He doesn't love us based on our actions. God loves us based on the actions that Jesus has already paid, that Jesus has already done. Number five, the river of grace puts the desire of community in our hearts. The river of grace puts a desire to be with other people that are filled with grace. When you receive Jesus, when you step into the river, you all of a sudden you hang around long enough and you go, man, I, I really like being around people that are in the river with me. We've recently talked about the only thing that you can take with you to heaven. You know what the only thing that you can take with you to heaven is? People. You're not gonna take your bougie car. You're not gonna take the money in your bank account. The only thing you're gonna take with you to heaven is the people that are sitting next to you, shoulder to shoulder. And so the only way that we can create a community of people that follow Jesus is by going and telling people that this grace, this river of grace, it's fresh. It feels good. But the river of grace leads us to heaven where there will be more people that are worshiping, Jesus. Did you know that all rivers lead to a bigger body of water? Every single one of them. The Presumpscot River, which is right here in Wyndham, it, it flows to, to Casco Bay. Casco Bay is a part of the Atlantic Ocean. The Androscoggin River and the Kennebec River, they flow to Merry Meeting Bay, which isn't really a bay, (laughs) meaning it's not really a part of an ocean, but it's where those two rivers collide, making a bigger body of water, making a lake. And all of you go, ooh, it's 75 degrees today. The lake sounds nice. You see, I knew this message was safe today because, well, it's November the 6th, God had other plans but I'm so glad you chose to come. The Androscoggin River and the Kennebec River, I told you about those two, the Saco River. The Saco River flows to the Atlantic Ocean. We're so blessed to live close to an ocean. Where I moved here from, all the rivers flow into lakes. Lakes are boring. You get the point. Rivers of Grace always want to be with a larger community, larger group of people. The Refuge, we're a community that wants to to welcome you. Just the way God does. The way that you are, refusing to leave you the way that you are. Because that's what God does. He creates a new path. Number six, my last point. Everyone is closer to the river of grace than we think they are. 100% of the people that you love are closer to the river of grace than you think you are. Did you know that 90% of the earth's population 90% 90% of the earth's population lives within walking distance to a river system. I can walk to the Scott River from my house. It's not very far. Most of you are sitting there saying, oh, we can walk to that river or that river because 90% of the earth's population lives within walking distance to the river system. You know what that tells me? That tells me that whoever it is that you're praying for, that they would come to know Jesus, they're closer than you think they are. You know what it also tells me? It also tells me that maybe you're that person that someone's been praying for, to come to know Jesus, to step into the river of grace, and you're closer than you think you are. And that's good news stand to your feet I want to pray with you every head bowed every eye closed this is the conclusion of our message this morning but can I add that it's the most important part of the message this morning because this is where we we get to reflect on what was said What was it that God used to speak to your heart this morning? Was it anything? Where did he say, oh, wow, I needed to hear that? Was it the part where we get a new past? Where when we step into the river of grace, we get a new past and, and, Though our past is completely gone? Or was it the part where rivers create new paths? And it's time for you to get on a new path of your life. My parents, create; uh, they raised me to be a gentleman. I think they did a pretty decent job. You can ask my wife for confirmation. But a part of being a gentleman is never wasting anyone's time. I don't want to waste your time today. I greatly appreciate you giving me the time that you have. But I want it to be worth your while. But the only way that I can make it worth your while is if, really, I, I can't make it worth your while. You're the only one that can make it worth your while. But I can, I can help you get there. So that's what I want to do. Would you do me a favor? Would you close your eyes? Would you, would you just bow your heads? I really appreciate this room, the people in here. You guys were so good today. Think about your heart. What's God saying? Just listen. I'm not afraid of silence. My friend Dave is up here on my right. My friend Linda is up here on my left. If you really need to talk to God today about your past, about your new future, they, they want to pray with you. In a minute, we're going to sing a song, and during the song, you're welcome to come forward and to pray at the altar, at the at the stage. But how many of you would say today, Pastor Adam, I need to step into the river of grace. I've never stepped foot in it. And I need to fully step into that river that you were talking about today. Would you, with all courage in your heart, would you do me a favor? Would you just Put your hand in the air and just hold it there so I can see it. Would you do that? Would you, would you raise your hand? I know there's someone. I see it. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hands everywhere. If you raise your hand, we want to help you. Would you pray this with me? But after you pray this with me, would you fill out that card and mark on it, I'm committing my heart to Jesus, drop it in the black box, but would you do me a favor, would you talk to somebody, talk to one of our Dream Team members, talk to myself before you leave? Come and pray and thank God that you're on a new path. Would you say this prayer with me? Say, God, I know that I have sinned. And because of my sin, I need a new path. Thank you that I can step into the river of grace today. Come into my life and save me by the blood of Jesus that was paid for me on the cross and give me a new identity to follow Jesus all the days of my life. It's in his name I pray. Amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. We thank you for that. We thank God for that. We're going to sing a song, and then we're going to be dismissed. Are you glad you came to church today? Isn't that, isn't that a good truth? Isn't that a good truth? Let's sing a song and then we'll be dismissed.